0: Welcome to Woman Power Zone. Have you experienced a slowdown or have you been feeling stuck? Or do you know someone who is? If so, today's episode is for you. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for healing, growth, learning, and empowerment. So have you ever hit a wall in life? Have you ever been in a place where you can't see how you're going to get out of a predicament that you've ever been in? One of my teachers used to say that we came into matter so that we'd have something that was the matter, and I had another teacher say that we like to get ourselves into predicaments and puzzles so we can figure out how to get out of them. And I've thought about those things a lot over the years, and I think that there's absolutely some truth to those things. So I wanted to share a little bit about my story before I give you some ideas about how to get unstuck. So like all of us, I had my challenges during COVID. I had a lot of breakdowns, a lot of challenges. I basically was out of work for about six months, which had never happened in 27 years of my career. I'd never taken benefits. I've never applied for benefits. And when I did apply for benefits, there was a computer error because the system crashed while I was applying. It saved the information as incorrect and then I couldn't get benefits for almost three months, literally almost three months. I called 500 times to try to get it fixed. One time I got through and the guy laughed when I told him what the mistake was. He said it would be fixed within five days. And, you know, another four or five weeks went by, nothing was happening. So I had to actually reach out to my congresswoman for help to try to get help. Then I had to wait another month and then they finally helped me. So I had a lot of breakdowns. And here's the thing, I was also single, was by myself. I didn't have any family around, so I had no in-person emotional support. Um, I had my kid part-time, so when I didn't have him, I was by myself, and when I did have him, I was frantically trying to homeschool him, like all the other parents out there. And then I was trying to navigate, you know, the emotional stress, his stress, everybody's stress, and trying to stay in a good frame of mind. And this is all very intense and scary. And so what I did was I did the thing that I'm gonna counsel you to do later on in the show is I took baby steps. At the end of the show, I'll tell you what I did, but I wanted to just talk with you about that being stuck thing and how to get unstuck because it's a really important issue and it comes up for just about everybody at some point in their life. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So one of the interesting things that I've learned from working with people over the years is that we have a lot more resilience than we sometimes realize. And you may or may not want to hear it when you're stuck, but it's actually true. And the goal of today's show is to not be all Pollyanna and cheerleading you if you're feeling stuck, but to help you explore this state a little bit and hopefully understand yourself better on the other side. So what is being stuck anyway? So I look at it as a way of not moving forward in some or many areas of your life, especially if you want to or you need to move forward. In my years as a clinical hypnotherapist, I've always Seen that being stuck is connected to, number one, being afraid of what change would bring. Number two, it's connected to some form of self-sabotage. And number three, it's a state that rarely gets us what we want in life. So let's unpack that. So I found that when working with people who want to change their lives, that the fear of the unknown and the fear of success are often much more powerful than people realize, sometimes even more powerful than the fear of failure, which is kind of interesting. I've seen people moan about how their lives are not working or complain about how their manifestations are not working out. But when I give them actionable steps about how to make the changes needed in order to get what they want, sometimes they just won't take those steps. And I wonder, like, why would you do that? If you if you knew what you needed to do, why wouldn't you do it? And then I realized over time that their fear of the unknown and what success would bring are unconscious. Those fears are unconscious, but they're running their behavior and so was, was the relentless self-judgment and negative thoughts that these people had about themselves. So not only would they not take the steps to make changes in their life, but then they would judge themselves for not taking the steps. And that would create its own negative feedback cycle that would keep them stuck. So if you wanted to step one about how to make a change, the first thing you have to do is let go of self-judgment because literally that self-judgment, that self-criticism and all those negative thoughts create an energy of their own. And some people get addicted to that negative energy or they get a trigger that shows up physically. It shows up as um, different neuroemotional hormones in their system and it gives them a, a buzz or a hit. It's a negative buzz or a negative hit, but it still gives them one all the same. And so the thing is you want to try to Avoid being in that cycle by just letting go of the judgment. And honestly, that one thing, if you could do one thing from today's show, that would be it. And taking action, of course. But the thing is, releasing negative self-judgment is really, really key. It's the most important first step to move forward when you're stuck. And having done this and learned how to do this myself, I will tell you it's extremely powerful to release that. Okay, so you have to work on letting go of thinking negative thoughts, about judging yourself, about, well, I'm not good enough, or, you know, I'm so stupid, all those negative thoughts, and one of the ways to do that is to say said to clear. It is a phrase that I've taught a lot of people, and what it does is it tells the universe when you think those negative thoughts, it tells the universe that you express the feeling, but you don't want to have that feeling Dictate what you create or manifest. So you're going to say, said to clear. And then you're going to start working on what you can do. Okay. The thing is, you got to release those negative judgments. You got to let them go because everyone is where they are, wherever they are in life. And the thing is, until you learn a lesson or change what you're doing or transform your habits, you're always going to be in that negative state until you're not. And then once you're not in that negative state, you're not there anymore. So the thing is, judging yourself for not doing what you're supposed to do or not taking action or not moving forward, that judgment actually keeps you stuck. So when you release the judgment, then you can start moving on to the next steps. So the second step is making a list of the unknowns that would show up in your life if you got unstuck. So like, let's say you want to start a new business, okay? And, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Am I going to have enough time for my family? Am I going to have enough time to do everything I need to do for my business? And so you start making a list of what is it that you don't know the answer to. And usually over time and with experience of doing the new thing, you'll find out the answers to those questions. But make a list of the unknowns. Um, If you got unstuck, what would happen if you got unstuck? And talk about them or write about them. And write about what you'd be afraid of. And... Really ask yourself then, is that really so bad? Like if I had less personal time for myself because I'm spending more on my business, is that so bad? You know, well, what about childcare? Okay, well then how do you figure out how to get childcare? Or can someone else in the family help with childcare so you can work on your business, right? These are examples of what I'm talking about. I've had women, as an example, who are dead in dead-end relationships who are so scared about who they would be if they left their relationship They acted like leaving wasn't even an option and they were still miserable and they're acting like, well, this is just what I'm stuck with. This is my lot to bear, but not even giving themselves permission to entertain the idea or possibility of what it would be like if they left. And the thing is for some women, it's a much more powerful and positive experience to leave a unhealthy or abusive relationship, right? And then go explore the unknown than it is to stay in that experience. Okay, so make a list of those unknowns that would show up in your life if you got unstuck and then address those unknowns, those fears, right? The third step I would suggest is to look at what your life would be like if you were successful and you got to make the changes that you wanted to make. So let's say you become a businesswoman. What's your life like in a year? How does it feel to be earning your own money? Or how does it feel to be doing the thing that you enjoy doing that you could never do when you were working your day job. Like, how does that feel? Does it feel amazing to be able to make that difference that you wanted to make? It's pretty incredible, actually. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you it feels great to do something that's an expression of your truest self. Okay, so if you look at what your life would look like if you were successful, how would your relationships change? How would spending your time change? And would you need to be more disciplined or focused to make those changes happen? What other choices would you need to make to change your life? Are these actions really that scary? Again, ask that same question. Are these actions really that scary? Okay, so step four would be to make a list of the actions that you would take and then to actually schedule those into your calendar, not on your to-do list, Schedule them into your calendar so you actually do them. Here's the thing. There is a concept, which is, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And then there's the action. I am doing X, Y, and Z. I have X scheduled 8 o'clock, Y at 12 o'clock, and Z at 5 o'clock. When you actually create time in your calendar to do those things, you're a lot more likely to actually do them because you actually have the time to do them. That's how I get stuff done. When I know I need to get something done, I make time for it in my day to get it done. One of the biggest limitations to moving forward is our own procrastination, our own blindness to do what needs to be done, or the fear that we have of hurting someone's feelings. And all of these behaviors are linked to dun dun duh, self-sabotage. After the break, we're going to talk more about self-sabotage and how to overcome it. <laughs> Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. Okay, so when we're stuck, we're almost always self-sabotaging. This manifests in a lot of different ways. And it's interesting because the saboteur... Is part of our consciousness that somehow thinks that it's winning or protecting us by sabotaging us. Weirdly, it thinks it's making a contribution to us by sabotaging us. And we have to teach that part of our consciousness that this is not true. So one of the most common ways that self-sabotage shows up is through the subconscious double mind. That's when we say we want to experience something, but our thoughts, beliefs, and actions show we want or believe we can only experience the opposite. So we say we want one thing, but we actually behave as if we could only experience the opposite of that thing. So it's a double bind because if your energy were totally directed and focused into manifesting that thing and you had no resistance, that thing would manifest You know, there are exceptions, of course, for free will involving other people. But if you're working on a project or you're doing something and you have one pointed focus and you have no resistance and you've created the time in your calendar to make it happen and you take actions, it's going to happen, right? If you say you want to do one thing and it never shows up, you definitely need to look to see if there's subconscious double binds at play. So what are examples of this? So... People who say they want to start a business, but they take no actions to do so. People who say they want a social life, but won't go out and meet people in person. Or people say they want to be financially successful, but won't take the steps needed to make that happen. So the commonality in all of these examples is that people have an idea of what they want to experience, but there's little or no action. That's the thing. Action is absolutely key to paraphrase one of my mentors visualization with no action is distraction and that is so true see there are a lot of people out there who are more than willing they you know they've studied a little bit about the law of attraction maybe they've read the secret they've done a little bit of reading or reading some people's books but they're not they're actually doing the thing that you need to do which is the part two which is taking action There's visualizing what you need. You do need to get a big picture. You need to know what you want, but then you need to figure out, like, how am I going to make this happen? How is this going to show up? Well, what steps do I need to take? Gee, it's not just knowing what your goals are. It's actually taking the steps to complete those goals and plugging those steps into your calendar and then actually doing those things. When we're in that process of manifesting, manifesting is not just sitting there imagining what you want all day, like $4 million is just going to fall in your pocket. It's how are you going to make that $4 million show up? It's really, really important. And the thing is, we all have moments when we resist taking action for a whole variety of reasons. If we're conscious about the why of that resistance, we can experience breakthroughs and we can move forward and get unstuck. Woohoo! Unstuck instead of stuck. Yes. So, step five, and this last step is absolutely key. If you can get clarity on what your double bind is, I want to experience X, but my words, deeds, and actions say the opposite and then start changing your words, deeds, and actions, you can come out of self-sabotage and get unstuck. My goal here is not to oversimplify this process, but often it really is just that simple. One time I was in a transformation workshop and the teaching was to get unstuck. And the teaching was very simple. If you're stopped, start moving forward. If you're stopped, start moving forward. Take one step, then another, then another. Or to quote Bill Murray playing Bob in What About Bob, which is one of my favorite movies, take baby steps. Take a step forward, then another, and then another, and then another. Take a bit of time then to acknowledge that you're actually making progress so that your critical mind, your judgmental mind, can admit that changes actually happen, happening, I should say. Take a bit of time to acknowledge that you are making progress so that your critical mind can actually admit that things are happening, change is happening. This helps change or reduce or decrease that negative self-talk. When you acknowledge, hey, I did X, Y, and Z, I accomplished that, that starts changing the internal thinking. Oh, maybe I can do things. It helps reduce or eliminate the imposter syndrome that a lot of people get. And so once you take steps, you acknowledge that you've taken those steps, take more steps. And one day you're going to look back and you're going to see how far you've come. So what were the baby steps that I took during COVID? I had all these breakdowns. I'm by myself. I don't have any help. I have no support emotionally, like not in person anyway. It was all at a distance, right? How am I going to handle all the stress and all this stuff? So I took baby steps. Every day, I took steps, even if they were baby steps. I reached out to people to offer support. I reached out people to get support for myself at a distance. I did Facebook Live videos to support people and give ideas and options. I taught a a three-day-a-week free online exercise class. I did loads of research and wrote over 10 courses to help people in my profession. I applied for at least 10 grants, and I wrote a book about online dating. These were all things I did to take baby steps just to get out of my funk and get unstuck. And I just did them one day at a time. One day at a time, I kept doing a variety of these different tasks. And that's how I shifted myself out of the negativity and the anxiety and fear and funkiness around COVID. And it definitely made a difference. So if you know someone who's stuck or you're feeling stuck, The question is, what kinds of steps can you take to move forward? Now, you could take a few minutes. You could say them out loud. You could write them down. Maybe you could ask yourself, is there an option that you've been in denial about? Sometimes they're really big solutions that are right in front of our faces, but they're scary because they make us face the unknown. I'll name some of the big ones. Should I leave my job? Should I get a different job? If I'm working for myself, should I work for someone else? If I'm working for someone else, should I work for myself? Should I leave this relationship? Should I go into therapy? Should I stop using substances? Should I take some time off for myself? These are all options and things that a lot of people sometimes are afraid to consider because they're big options. But these options can be completely life-changing and in a really positive way. So it's okay for you to ask yourself, is there a possibility for my life that I've been in denial about? And then another really important one is, what's the path of least resistance? And another really important question to ask yourself is, where's the path of least resistance? Is there some change that I could make that would make my life better? So it, sometimes some of the steps that are easiest are actually the things that we're supposed to be doing. There's a flow to the universe. And if you just go with that flow, literally, don't push the river, like something's beckoning. Like people keep saying, oh, you should work for so-and-so or, oh, you should try blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, if you keep getting that feedback, hey, try this, try that. Maybe it's time to consider trying that because that thing that people are suggesting could be those people picking up on the energy of your internal flow and giving you suggestions or feedback that reflect your own internal flow back to you by them saying that back to you. So is there some change that you could make that would make your life better? All right. So hopefully these ideas will give you some traction to step out of the muck and move back into your flow. When we flow with the river, A lot of times it will carry us to places we never thought we could get to. And it seems quite effortless. And that's one of the ways you know you're in the flow is when things are easy, when there's ease and grace. And when you feel that ease and grace, you'll know you're in the zone, you're in the flow. So hopefully this information was helpful. If you need a little bit more support to get back in your flow or to come out of denial or to work with some of these issues, you can reach me. My contact information is in the show notes. If you need more support to get back in this flow, you want to make some changes, you need some support, some mentorship, my contact information is in the show notes. You can also find me at arielhubber.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D.com. You can reach out to me through there. So I want to thank you for joining me today. Feel free to share this with friends, loved ones, colleagues, or just people you don't even know that you think would enjoy the show. Thanks for sharing it in advance and remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971 971- Or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A dot com.